Hey, Night Owls. Welcome to the next episode of Isn't It Past Your Bedtime? I'm Rachel. And I'm Krista. Um, okay, so we're doing spring this week. I'm just going to start with that. Like, we got spring, which is a very mm-hmm. wide genre. I mean, like, we have a lot of books that we're interested in okay we have to like pick a genre <laughs> sl- oh i guess it's not even a genre it's just like a topic like yeah spring is not a genre who am i thinking yeah it's just a topic because i think that we had to pick a topic that was broad like first day of spring anyway so is it the like first official day that would be amazing so. actually that would excite me um i just knew it was close to the first official day of spring and we wanted to like there was some discussion about what was gonna like encompass like the spring topic and like at first it was like flowers on the cover and I think we both ended up settling on environmentalist Mm -hmm. right it's yours was too right yeah okay so while our topic is technically spring environmentalism is really the main thing here because I mean we've got like Arbor Day I think is around the same time that this episode airs I honestly don't know when that is I'm pretty sure it was on my (laughs) count oh maybe I'm crazy I thought that was sooner I don't know Either way, it seemed appropriate for spring because, I mean, what is spring if not all about the world around us? You know, like there are flowers, there are trees, there's all sorts of fun stuff going on. And I think environmentalism is really like a big proponent of that, to me at least. Agreed. My calendar does not say when Arbor Day is. say. I feel like my calendar said, but maybe I'm just crazy. I could have just lied to you and I'm so sorry. (laughs) It was out of the best intentions. I really could have sworn Arbor Day was on there. It doesn't matter. Anyways, so we have spring books for you. Um, I'm just going to get into it because I'm actually very excited about my book. I finished it last night and I did not expect to love it so much. I had a hard time like starting it, like getting going was really tough for me. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you a little bit about it. But so I did Damnation Spring by Ash Davidson and... I had a hard time getting started. I think part of it was because this book is set in the seven in 77, 78. So it goes from like, uh, like summer, fall 77 to I think like spring 78, or maybe it's spring to spring. It's basically about a year. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not a logger. I don't know anything (laughs) about logging. I had no idea how one downs an entire forest. Um, so there was a lot of information. I feel like in the first quarter of the book that was mostly like background like which is fine totally fine like it made the rest of the book like really enjoyable and I feel like this author got so deep into the characters like I was very invested in every single character and there are so many characters I'm not even going to tell you all their names like because it's a small town in northern California in the late 70s I mean that's like basically (laughs) the gist of it right um so really enjoyed this book um here's what it was about (sighs) I guess I'm just going to go chronological. There's so much here. I literally can't even like scratch the surface, but I'm going to give you the, like the TLDR. Like this is why you should read this book because it was actually very, very good. Mm-hmm. So it's 77 and this book starts, um, they are in Northern California in a place called damnation spring, just like the title. Uh, basically it's a logging community. They've been logging for many, many generations. And the main family is the Gundersons. So Rich is the husband, but he's also like 25. I don't remember exactly. I want to say he was like 54 to 56, maybe 53. So in it's like his early to mid fifties. His wife is like his, her late to early thirties. So like there's a big, there's a big age gap here. I think that was a little bit more normal too, when you were in this small community. 
um, especially like in the late seventies, like it makes sense. Um, I loved him though. Like Rich is honestly my favorite character. Like at first I was kind of like, Ooh, I don't really love that. Like age gap. Like not that I judge an age gap, but I do judge an age gap a little. I mean, I think there are sometimes it's appropriate. Sometimes it doesn't work out. Okay. Just like everything. Anyways, at first I wasn't sure I was going to love Rich just because of this dynamic. And I ended up really loving Rich. He was like my favorite (laughs) character. I can't even handle it. So Rich's family has been here for generations. They have this little house that um, I don't remember exactly how it goes down, but basically they don't technically own the house. Like the, the bank owns the house because it's amongst logging country. Like they spend a lot of time at the beginning of the book talking about how Rich is teaching his son, Chubb, who is five, Chubb, very cute. Not his actual name. His name is Graham, but they call him Chubb. Um, he was like a chunky little baby, but he's no longer. So it's fine. Uh, so like rich having grown up in, in damnation spring, um, the house that he lives in that obviously now the bank owns is I'm pretty sure generational. I can't remember all the details. I'm sorry. I'm telling you, it was a lot of information at the beginning. Um, but basically him and Colleen had Chubb five years ago, and they have been trying to grow their family for many, many years now. They've had eight miscarriages at the beginning. She says five that rich knows of. So she's had three miscarriages on her own because she was just tired of disappointing him. So right off the bat, like, you know, that this family dynamic is like, that's, that's gotta be hard. You know, like having a couple of miscarriages is a struggle on a marriage. Like I can't even imagine what that was like, especially back in the seventies. Like there was a lot less scientific like research about like why that could have happened. Like maybe there was Mm. genetic anomalies. So like, they don't know. They just, So Colleen, his wife hangs on to basically the fact that like, it just wasn't right. You know what I mean? Like that was kind of the line that like most women are given, like when they, when they miscarry, like it just wasn't right. Like the timing was off, like, you know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So this book kind of kicks off after she's had her most recent miscarriage, which is also the uh, baby she's carried farthest along. So she miscarried at five months and had to give birth. Which is awful, just yeah. absolutely heartbreaking. This entire book is completely heartbreaking. So yeah, if so you're just like not in for a feels emotional. book, like it's deep and feely, and like I, that's part of why it took so long for me to read it. Like it took me a really long time because like I'd have to take breaks. Um, so basically, that's what this this family circumstances is. That they're struggling to grow their family, but Colleen really wants more children. And Rich is kind of at a point where he's like, I don't know if I can handle more losses. Like after having had to do the the last one where she'd gotten so far along, and then they'd had to you know, go to the hospital, all that jazz. So Rich gets an opportunity to buy land. Rich doesn't own any land, right? His house is owned by the bank. So they pay a mortgage on it, but basically the deal is that they can live there for 25 years or until they die. So that's not forever. He can't hand it off to his son. He needs something else that's more tangible. Rich works for a logging company, Sanderson. That's like the biggest logging company in the area. And because Damnation Spring has been, um, logged for so many generations at this point. And on top of that, it's the late seventies. So environmentalism is on an uptick. A lot of the land is also protected. So this logging company is struggling to basically like have enough space to log. And there's this one section of the logging that's called, uh, I think it's like the lower damnation, but it's the 24 seven Ridge. This Ridge is basically named. So 24 seven is like a reference to how big one of the trees were on that Ridge. It's like, basically like, can you imagine like a road on a cliff where like, it's kind of a drop-off. So like there's a bunch of really big trees, but like, it's a, it's a giant drop-off. It's very steep. Like it's going to be really hard to, to, um, if you were a logger, log it, like, how are you going to do that? Right. At that kind of angle. Um, 
they go into a lot of detail about how to log trees. I found it pretty interesting, honestly. <laughs> like I was kind of surprised how interesting that I found it. Um, but basically like the, the struggle with that land is that like, how do we log it? So Sanderson, the large logging company has started to build a road that would basically go down to that lower section. And so whoever owns that land is now going to have an opportunity to actually log it because there's not a lot of logging left. Mm -hmm. So it's basically like a logger's dream to be able to do it. You know, it's like a pipe dream, like uh, Rich's dad would dream about it. And then his dad died being a logger. Like, so now Rich dreams about it. And so the opportunity comes up where the person who currently owns the land is like, I owe my wife a lot of money because he was getting divorced right now. He's like, I have lawyers to pay. Like, I basically just need the cash. Like, I know that if we could log it, it would be worth millions of dollars. And I know we're getting close to that point because there is a road being built down in that direction right now, but I can't wait that long. Like mm -hmm. I owe money right now. So he basically tells Rich, I'll give you a deal on it because you are a logger and you've been here for so long, generations. And if you can buy it for $250,000, I'll give it to you. So Rich thinks about it because obviously like this is like a family legacy dream essentially like, yeah, like how could you say no to too. that yeah. like but in the 70s like i mean even now $250,000 is nothing to scoff at but like in the late 70s like that's like that's insane like mm -hmm. the the price is like that's crazy and like they had some money saved up in their account because they wanted to have more children and expand on their house and so he doesn't want to tell Colleen that he wants to use that money to buy the land and so he buys land and does not tell her he drains their savings account down to $2,000 and basically does the math where he's like, as long as I get it out by next spring, I'm going to be okay. Whew, this was very stressful for yeah. me because okay? <laughs> like Don't. he's keeping the secret, right? Don't do that. But his wife is actively trying to find ways to have more children because mm -hmm. like, so there, um, there's a lot of like, um, interpersonal relationships that go on during this book and this like first half, but basically the gist of it is that like, she wants to have more kids and he's basically refusing to touch her because it's the seventies and she's pissed that he wants to use condoms because she wants to have more kids. It's a whole thing. Right. So there's a lot of like relationship dynamics that go on here. You get to see a lot about their family, but basically with the whole TLDR is that, so he buys this land. He has not told his wife about it. And then there are actively environmentalists who are trying to stop the logging in the area. Um, obviously, they're yeah. actively trying to stop the logging. The government is actively buying out land um, and making it impossible for people who do own that land to actually log it or sell it at any sort of profit. So Rich is basically running into this issue where like his wife doesn't know, but there are kind of environmentalists getting in the way of like his plan to essentially like log all of that make his millions of dollars and then tell her afterwards. Yeah. Cause it's not an issue now. I saw the, problem. yes, yes. So that's an issue. So that's going on, but at the same time, so Colleen is much younger, right? So she had an entire life before rich that rich doesn't necessarily know anything about, but he doesn't not know about like, there aren't secrets or anything. It's not like a big hush hush. They just don't talk about it. Um, he'd had a, a wife before and I think she died or left. I, it wasn't super clear to me. There was a lot of information. Um, <clears throat> So Colleen has an ex, Daniel, who like, she actually lived with this person. Like they lived together. So I don't remember exactly how their relationship broke up when she was younger, but she like fairly quickly met Rich and ended up marrying and being with Rich. Like that's like her life. Like she's very much in love with Rich. Like that's not like a concern, but Daniel comes along and he starts telling her, he's like, uh, he, he, so he's Native American. So in the area, that's most who most of the environmentalists are is that they're Native American locals because they have fishing rights. And so that they're seeing their salmon impacted by the runoff from the chemicals from the logging. 
So in Damnation Springs, because it's such a logging community, instead of spraying like once a year. So what the spraying does is it's supposed to kill everything that's like brush and basically keep the roads wide enough that logging trucks can pass each other on a road. So it's supposed to kill off everything other than the redwoods, which makes sense when you're a logger. They were told that like, it's totally safe. It's totally clean. But at this point it's been generations of this and Rich and Colleen have had eight miscarriages. Like that's not normal. Like miscarriages to that degree is not normal. And especially because she's not the only one in this community who's experiencing that. So not only has Colleen experienced these miscarriages, but she's also been a midwife for over 12 births in the last year, I think was the time frame they gave that have had significant defects where the baby has not survived. The baby has had a chunk of its skull missing, like severe deficits. So obviously with her boyfriend coming back and being a environmentalist slash Native American who is very invested in the river, he's telling her there's something wrong with your water. Like her and Rich, so Colleen and Rich had the most miscarriages, but they obviously have not had a case of a baby not having a brain, which is called anencephaly, by the way. Anencephaly. I can never pull it out of my brain exactly, but I had to write it down. Yeah, I don't think that I could like say it or like if it was a trivia question, I would not get it right. I would not be able to pull it out, but I know it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so that's basically what's been going on in the community. So they haven't gotten that far. They haven't been able to conceive, but they're also the only ones directly drinking water from the damnation spring. So basically, like at the beginning of the book, Rich goes on this like walk with Chubb or he's talking about like your hand is your map, like here's this river. And like he does a really good job, like training his kid basically how to navigate these like this woods because that's where he grew up right even though they're dealing with things like landslides because they've logged so much that there's nothing to hold the ground in like they're dealing with these environmentalists who are planting skulls to to stop um logging from happening um and they're they're literally drinking the water with their hands like right out of the river and like even at the beginning i was like no don't do that <laughs> like like i hadn't read the book yet but i was like oh no that's gonna be bad like this is gonna be a flag orange it's gonna flag. Be bad. orange flag so Colleen's boyfriend, um, after he, boyfriend, ex-boyfriend, the old boyfriend, after he like tells her about this. Um, she kind of like brushes him off at first because like, we've always lived here. Like there's never been any issues. And then she's like, you're kind of right. Like, it doesn't seem normal that I would miscarry this much. It doesn't seem normal that I literally can't like have children. Like, so he gives her these jars and she does this kind of like back and forth for quite a long time. She does sleep with him. It's a one-off. She feels bad about it. She kind of hopes she's going to get pregnant because Rich refuses to touch her. I get it. Like, I can't say I'm upset about it. And like when Rich finds out, he's not even mad about it. Like, he's just like, you listen to her when I wouldn't listen to her because she was worried about the water. She was worried about their child. She was worried about like their future. And like, mm-hmm. he just brushed her off because and he's he like, I land. Yeah, he's like, I have secrets and land and money that I'm worried about. And so, so like yeah. a lot of this book is really about that like relationship dynamic where like he's trying to hide the land, but he's trying to like help his family. And she is like so stressed, but like she doesn't understand like what he's not telling her and like what she's not involved in because like he puts the loan in only his name. And so when she goes to the bank, they won't tell her anything. Like even in a small town, they're like, Nope, sorry. It's just in his name. Can't tell you. Like, so poor Colleen, like there was so much going on. And like, so basically that's like what this story is centered around. There's a lot um, of other things that happen throughout the story where you watch Colleen attend births where the baby doesn't survive. Um, Colleen has a sister who has six children. It's a lot of children. Oof. Her okay. husband is terrible. I hate him. Um, 
so her sister Enid's youngest baby never cries. And so I, having listened to a little bit of the environmentalist stuff going on earlier, once they start mentioning frequently that the baby doesn't cry, I was like, hmm, maybe there's something going on with the baby. Mm-hmm. Um, baby has half a brain. Baby's brain did not fully grow. So like, basically it's the small town dealing with like the effects of runoff. And I really like that. You can kind of see both sides. Like I see the prologging side where it's like, we've literally had generations of, this is what we do for a living. Like I have never known how to do anything else. And it provides for my family and like, it provides for the entire community in that area. Like there was like, I think it was like 200 people employed by the logging company. So like, I can understand why shutting down that logging company is a huge impact, especially when you get like that specific example of like rich bought land so that he could help his family. Mm-hmm. But then it gets bought out by the government who basically tries to screw him over. Cause the government was like, well, gosh, like if we buy you out, we can pay you about, a fifth of what you would have made. And he's like, well, I would have made about a million dollars. So that's 200 grand. And I paid two fifty. So like, yeah, so now they screw out. him. Yeah. They just I'm screw him. Mm-hmm. But then you also see the environmentalist side where it's like, look at what the impact is on your communities. Like, look at how this runoff is impacting your water. Like, look at the scientific data, look at how the salmon have been impacted. Like there's so many things there too, where it's like, wow, it's really obvious. Um, one of the reasons I really like rich is because I feel like he grows as a character but also doesn't like, I guess I had assumptions about who he was going to be when it came down to like this whole environmental impact thing. So like his company is obviously pressuring him to be like, well, my kid drinks out of that water and I don't care, you know, like that kind of thing. Like they want him to make these statements. And like, you can see that like internal struggle with him. And ultimately he does tell Colleen, he's like, you're right. Like, he's like, they studied our water and there's stuff in it. Like, I can't say that there's not. And then they also, they like got a water filter. And so they tested it after the water filter and it was still the same, like it was still bad. And so he ended up just buying water. He's like, we'll buy water. We get those big jugs like you see in an office. Like that's what they do now. And so like they had to change their lives entirely because like you buy chickens from next door and they're tainted. Like most of the barn animals that are born are wrong. Like there's something wrong with them. So I, I don't know. It was a lot of information to go through, which is why it took me so long to read this book. Um, but it was, I feel like it was really impactful. Like you get to see like the community, everyone started experiencing nosebleeds. Like they talk about how like they can like taste the spray in the air, like the chemical spray, but like no one thought that that was a problem before. You know what I mean? It's like the things that you accept because they've become normalized. Like they were like one of the pregnant ladies who ended up having a baby who was missing like half of his skull that did not survive. Her and her husband were outside spraying their blackberry bushes every day, every day. They don't just spray it sometimes every day all over. Like, I don't know. As far as an environmentalism book, it was amazing. It ended very sad. Like I wanted to cry. I was so upset about it. Um, but not like in a bad way, but in like, they did a good job way. (laughs) So, um, five out of five, even though it was kind of slow to get going and I had to Google some stuff to understand what was happening about logging. I learned a lot and I thought it was great. It was very impactful. The amount of similarities of like things that are happening to the people in your town, to the people that are happened in the town in my book is just like, like you're saying these things. And I'm like, yeah, I know. And I'm like, wait, I don't like, yeah, totally. Because like, wait. that's not the book that I read. Like, uh, so I read one, two, three by Lori Frankel. And one thing that like, I love, so at the start of her book, um, and obviously I'm going to paraphrase, I didn't write this down, but basically she's like, 
this book this the city is in uh, it's called born i can't remember what state it's in it's like on the east coast somewhere um and she's like it's a small town she's like it's a fictional town but the issues in this town are issues that other cities and other small towns have had like this is not a new issue this isn't some like grand thing that she made up she's like this happens like this shit actually happens to people real things fictional town yeah she's like <laughs> but born is a made-up city yeah made up town so it takes place in born um and like i said i can't remember what state it is and it's this tiny little nothing town like not that many people like you literally know every single person in this town um be wild not yeah like no there's your one grocery just store one store yeah uh your priest is also your doctor because there's just that's who you Not got people um so 16 what was it no it has to be 17 18 years ago okay we're in born and this company comes belsum chemicals or belsum maybe they weren't called belsum chemicals no they were called belsum chemicals at the time they come in and they go hey oh my gosh we're gonna open up this plant in your town and it's gonna be amazing for you like it's gonna bring so many jobs and you're gonna have so many people mm. here and with these people you're gonna get better health insurance you're going to which means you're gonna get more doctors in town um you're gonna you're well, gonna sounds get, good people are gonna be driving to your town to do mm-hmm. things like this is gonna be amazing um and at the time the mayor who so um the mayor was running the mayor was running for re-election and was like very like old school like no let's keep born small whatever and the guy who was running against him was this kid omar and i say kid because i think he's literally like 25 and versus like he's a child yeah versus <laughs> the mayor who was like 50 so i guess that's why i say that um omar had grown up and born left gone to college came back wanted okay. to like do something and help his town so he's running and he's like no like i'm young like let's do this like born should thrive like we should get to thrive and it happened omar got voted in belson came the plant opened tons of new jobs everything is great like people oh are buying homes like everything is grand and I'm then scared. all of a sudden the the water turns green like their their lake turns green but Belsum says hey it's fine we send it out we got it tested everything's fine like it's Normal. below it's below LGBT. anything that could be bad it's fine and then dogs start getting tumors all dogs lots of tumors all of a sudden yeah and that's you know what just because it's higher than normal there are plenty of other things that can cause dogs to get tumors true not that Can't not the water and now people are getting tumors people are getting cancer for every cancer all kinds of cancer like not just one cancer all cancers everything uh people are losing limbs uh babies are being born with mental defects physical defects combo defects like all like birth anomalies oh everything. no everything is happening and this is like rapid this is like within like a year year and a half or something like that's that that's an of, intense saturation of chemicals yeah of the plant opening and so they also just ups and close i mean like granted like a lot of their staff like died um or lost limbs oh, and couldn't really like do their job anymore but yeah so they just like shut down the plant and leave and so the town is obviously rightfully pissed off and they're like hey yeah. like, you owe us money so they go to sue but they can't prove that belsum because like they're like oh like they could get money like potentially maybe get money like to cover the doctor bill right of like your leg amputation or your chemo or whatever mm-hmm. but they're like but to be able to get to the funds 
of to make sure that Belsum never does this again in another town, to make them feel this, to make sure that no company ever does this again. You have to prove that Belsum they knew it. that they knew this was happening. Oh, they yeah. They knew it would happen. They knew it happened. But they did they it anyway. They did it yeah. anyway. Um, God damn. Which is like, they so they can't do that. And it's been 16 years of this lawsuit going. Um, and the main person who is like spearheading this is Nora. Her husband worked at the plant and her husband died. Uh, her husband died right before she gave birth to their triplets. Oh my God. And so she gave birth alone. So the first one is, she also thought she was going to, she was going to be clever, right? To like help keep the, the, cause it's all three girls to help keep them separate. And that, so the first one was going to have one syllable. The second would have two and the third would have three. So the first is Mabe. The second is Monday. And the third is Mirabelle. But if you mix them up, it doesn't matter. Uh, well, you're never going to mix them up because they're, so Mabe would be your quote unquote normal. And I don't want to say that, but she has no mental deficiencies, no body. Uh, Monday is very much on the spectrum of an autism type somewhere. Uh, she likes yellow. Okay. Yellow is her favorite color. She but no only, physical deformities? Correct. Uh, Monday only wears yellow, only eats yellow food unless it's raining because raining is a green day. And then she'll do that. Um, um, and she's like very little or very direct, but like she at one point, like the school in Belsom, like gets these professionals to come in because they're like, oh, hey, like we need help. Like what's going on? Um, and they like, she like Monday over here, some say that she's on the spectrum. So she goes to mm. Pastor Jeff, who was also the doctor and is like, what does that mean? And he's like, well, technically he's like a spectrum on either side or two extremes. He's like, well, technically everybody's on the spectrum. Everybody's on there somewhere because he doesn't like labels. He doesn't do that. And then also, for him. at this point, the town is so tiny back again because a lot of people died um, that he was, I think he originally, he was Catholic, but now he has to, he's a man of God for all. So he will pray with you in whatever denomination you want. He'll do all the things. My favorite person. Yeah. Oh, he's lovely. He teaches yoga on Saturdays. Amazing. Yeah. Um, and then so the third one, Mirabelle, I can't remember what. So she has like a body deformity, birth defect, if you will. I can't remember what it is, but she can only move uh, like her right arm. It's the only thing that she has function of. Um, she can't like. Like a nervous system disorder or something? No, it's like a more like an MSE type one, but like from mm. like when you're born, like a muscle one of it. Like dystrophy? something like that yeah because like interesting she can't speak like she can like make sounds but she'll never she can never like articulate a word uh but her brain works perfectly fine and so uh how they explain it and how it's like a severe palsy or something something and i can they have a whole name for it and i can't remember what it was it was a very long one um but so like what the school does is that like growing up maybe we had special ed but they have tracks so track a is your brain work your brain doesn't need any help and your body doesn't need any help Track B is your body doesn't need any help, but maybe your brain does. Doesn't matter variations of it, but your brain figured out. Track C <laughs> is your body needs help, whether or not your brain needs help. So Mirabelle is track C, even though like she's probably mm, like the mm-hmm. smartest person in this town or like the second smartest because they're because her brain's fine. It's yeah. just her body doesn't yeah, keep up. Her body just doesn't function how that would be it, awful. Could you imagine basically being trapped in your own body? Well, and then because, and they say that like, because, you know, 
she's there and she can't talk. A lot of people like don't really think about that. She's there. So she listens to everything. Yeah. And, like, she hears everything. Nora is a therapist in town and she has like four jobs. One of them is like the therapist. And a lot of times people will just like let Mirabelle sit in on their sessions. Cause they're like, Oh, she's a good listener. It's fine. Whatever. Fine. And like, I mean, they've known these girls for the, because the girls are 17. They've known is them Mirabelle verbal. No. Okay. No. So she can't tell anyone, even though she knows yeah. all the things. Yeah, she, can't she tell has um, like a voice, like um, she can like type and like hit the um, like hit pictures for things. She can type out. Oh, she has one of those speak. things where it like is like yeah. the she dog, can say presets. Whatever. They call it her voice, capital V. Um, there's this guy. I think it's Tom. He used to work at the plant. Uh, he lost a leg um, when everything happened, but he's like super smart, and so he like basically like rebuilt her voice for her and he like rebuilds everybody's wheelchair so like Bourne is probably like the most accessible town I love it so much like every single building has a ramp all the sidewalks are wide and they're always (sighs) cleared a dream Um, like so like anything that you could ever need you get like that's how they're getting help and like they get like some government help from that to like get like new parts and stuff Um, and he's like and they also just happened to have Tom who was really smart I can't remember what his like degree or his title or anything was but like he Smart person build all these things and do all these things and so for all of these for the 16 years now Nora has basically been the primary person like spearheading this mm-hmm. suit against Belsum um okay. they, they happened randomly they got a lawyer who like showed up 17 years 16 years ago and was like hey like I like this is messed up like this is wrong I want to help um, and so he uh, got, he was like, my partner say that I can do this. We're going to do it on a contingency, which means that he only gets paid if they win. They don't have to like pay him for anything. Um, so they have a lawyer. So they're like doing injunctions and yeah. doing everything. But every time it goes, the tests were cleared, but it doesn't help when you're paying off the people doing the test. And when you can pay off the government officials or you can bribe them or you can, and like, they're literally telling you this in the book. Like, I'm not like, just like talking shit about people like this is like what they're saying in the book. The reality of the book. Yeah. yeah. So the book is told uh, between Uh, the three girls point of view. So you go chapter one. So also the girls um, mainly one, I think it's mainly because like Mirabelle is nonverbal. Nonverbal. So Mabe is one, Monday is two, Mirabelle is three. And like, that's how they like call each other. They'll be like, oh, hey, two. What, like, they, that's what they do sometimes. Um, so the book literally goes, chap- like, every chapter, so you go, chapter, you get one's point of view, two's, three's, back to one. Um, that's how, like, the story I goes like along. It. Yeah, and so because Mirabelle, or not Mirabelle, Mabe, uh, her brain doesn't need help and her body doesn't need help. So, like, she kind of, like, steers us along. Monday, we get, like, a lot of, like, random things because she doesn't always know, like, so do something and you're like, oh my gosh, that's important. Go tell your sisters. But she doesn't know it's important because it's just like, whatever. They said this. Why would they say that? That's dumb. Like, that's not literal. Like they said this and like she gets frustrated with people. That's so real though. Like it happens all the time to humans. Like oh, you get information. You don't know it's important until you have somebody else to connect the dots. Yeah. Like, and I only know, right? Because I have made and Mirabelle. You have context. Video. Yeah. And then Mirabelle's chapters is like kind of where we get like the most background information. Because like I said, like she's insanely smart and so we're always like in her head right and so like I said people will talk while she's there because they like don't think about it and so we learn a lot of information from her she just knows things and like she's the one who gives us all the background information on what happened before like she's the one who like is talking to us because she's cool you have a lot going on because she can't verbally communicate so she may as well learn shit yeah exactly yeah and she's like teaching herself like 
biochemistry or whatever the hell. Amazing. She's just learning whatever the heck she wants to learn. And like, she's like, oh, I had to do English homework. But I mean, not really, because like I signed it to myself, but whatever. I was doing English homework. It was for English, technically. Yeah. Um, and so I love her. Yeah. So like nothing, like life's just moving on. Mabe wants to get out. Her and her friend have been studying for the SATs. So they love to drop this author drops all these big words in that I don't know what the hell they mean. I don't even know how to pronounce them. Um, yeah, it'll be but like, then. oh, because her friend is Petra. She'll be like, oh, Petra would say in scuba delish whatever the word is i don't know like fancy word got it i took the acts and i don't know any of these things anymore or SATs or whatever they are um either way so like she's studying and like that's her plan their plan her and petra's plan is gtf use school to get out got it um monday and mirabelle monday is like why would i ever go this is home home is where you are and they're like home can be like other places she's like no home is home Home is is here this is home why i can't leave home so she's not gonna go and then mirabelle is like well i can't go She's like, I, if I can't, can't. If like Nora's not there, like she's the only person who can like, and so that is one nice thing is that like, as the book goes on, Mirabel kind of starts to be like, well, maybe I could like, maybe I could like, just cause I need help. It doesn't have to come from Nora. Um, she also yeah. calls her mom Nora because since it's Mabe and Monday are, and mom are all M's and she can't vocalize, but she can kind of make like sounds. Um, she, if she went ma, like that's probably all Nora was get. easier. Yeah. yeah. So Nora is not, you know, like. She can get the N sound out. Um, that makes sense. So she always calls her Nora, um, which helps because then, because Nora works at Norma's bar, which is ran by a man, not named Nora, Norma. No one. Thank God. We couldn't handle any more N-O names. Okay. No one knows who Norma was. It was always <laughs> named Norma's bar and he just took it over. Peter, whatever, took it over. Well, it's it Norman's, top, okay? Yeah. So Nora works there because she like showed up and she's like, I work here now. And she's like, basically, the bar is named after me. And he's like, not quite. And she's like, well, it's closer than your name. So I work here now. I work here. Um, Good for her. So, like, nothing is really going on in this town. Like, we're just chugging along. Nothing's happening. And then life. all of a sudden, someone sees a moving van. But do they? And who is it? And do we trust them? Okay, but the two Kyles saw it. Moving in? Just driving by. They saw it down the street. It was headed towards the old library. Old town. Not a lot of also, interest. Yeah, when the old town shut down. Um, the library closed because they like needed money, so they sold it. But now the library is located. Monday is the librarian. It's located in the house. The books are wherever the heck she puts them with her brain, tells her she knows where they all are. So, hey. Monday's the librarian. Okay. That tells yeah. me a lot about the organization. Got yeah. it. And so, but yeah, so they're like, they see all these trucks and like a refrigerator. Somebody saw like a refrigerator truck, like appliance truck headed towards the library. And you're like, what's going on? So it turns out that people are moving. Nobody moves into Belsum. That's weird. Who's doing that? It is the Templetons. So Duke Templeton was the original CEO of Belsum Chemical. Fun fact, Belsum's back. They changed their name to some Belsum something else. They want to reopen the plant. So Duke is like the grandfather. He's not moving back. But his son, I can't actually remember the son's name, whatever. Mr. Templeton. Mr. Was, Templeton. Who's like a full Both grown enough. up. Yeah, he's a full grown up. He's the CEO now. Uh, him, his wife, Apple and their son uh river are they've moved to pelsum talk of the town and then it's why fancy like, why are they moving and then they find out that it's because they want to open a plant and oh no nora is like well no we cannot allow that like do y'all remember what they did last time and they're like no 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 like because it was gl606 is what or something like that is what caused was the chemical runoff because it's a chemical runoff mm-hmm. that caused it right allegedly allegedly air quotes 
yeah uh they're like no like it's totally better now like we it well i mean it wasn't even bad before but like oh it's not gonna happen again like not that it was any of our fault um things are gonna be great Nora's like no but they're like oh we're gonna give jobs or we're gonna bring insurance and they say all the same shit and the people in the town are like Nora, we need money. Uh, They're like, my house is worth nothing. Like, I need this job. I need right? this health insurance. I need these things. And part of the like employment contingent was that you had to drop your name off the lawsuit. Like, even if you own your house, if it's not worth anything because your town's not worth anything, that's not leverage. Like, that's not you can never leave. an asset. Yeah, because you can't leave. You can't sell You're it. Stuck. Like, what are you going to do? Yeah. And also, paying into a house, well, it means nothing. A lot of these people have medical issues and physical issues right. because of last time. Right. If they if they move to a different town that's not as accommodating that like doesn't know their things like uh, what are they yeah, going to do? Yeah, this place is set up for them. Yeah. Gosh. Um. So like, and like that's the thing. Like nobody's like excited that they're there. Like nobody's like, oh my god, this is going to be best day ever. But they're like, I need the job. Everyone's pumped. Like I need it. Like I I have to do this. But then Nora's like, okay, no, they must be here. Oh, because they like, I think one of the girls over here something that they're looking for something. And so Nora's oh, like, oh, okay. Nora's like, they must be because they moved into the library. How weird. That's a weird place to live. They That's must be weird looking for live. something that has like the information that shows that proves that they knew that this chemical would do this. So she's convinced that they know this, that this paperwork is somewhere in this town this whole time. And so basically at that point, you're just kind of like they're he's trying to get the plan up and running, trying to get buy-in. Uh, Mabe befriends River, the son, the like high school okay. son. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and is like, well, like sort of befriends him. Actually, everybody hates him at first. She doesn't hate him because he's so cute and dreamy. He's from Boston. Ooh, he's uh, a new kid. Everyone loves the new kid. Okay, it doesn't matter what they actually look like or what they're actually like. Everyone know. loves the new kid. Uh, the new kid gets beat daily for a really long time. Okay, all the girls love the new kid. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Um. But yeah, so basically, like, at this point, it's you're kind of like in a race of like, because like you, you agree, you're like, okay, it makes sense that like, there's, yeah, there's a reason they came back. Is this just a front? Like, um, the, I really wish I could remember Duke's son's name, the new CEO, Mr. Templeton, whatever. Uh, he makes a big show of drinking the tap water. Like nobody drinks the tap water. That happens nobody, in my book yeah, too. Nobody cooks with the tap water. You don't bake with the tap water. You don't eat, you don't grow your own vegetables. Like all those things. But yeah, he makes a big show of it. Like, no, the water's fine. And you're like, oh, and like, would it really be unsafe if I let my son live here? Like, did you have like a physical reaction when you were like reading that part of the book? Like there were parts of the book where they were like actively like someone was trying to make a point and like trying to drink the water. And I was like, oh, like I was physically repulsed. Like, I don't know if you had that, but like for me, I was like, oh my God, I can't imagine drinking intentionally. I just didn't trust it. Well, because also like, He's like showering in it, all these things, and it's like that's not. I know those people believe it's fine. Like those people believed it was okay, but I know it's not okay. Yeah, yeah, me. I'm like, don't do that. Like, or actually, Uh, I was like, I I don't know. I was like, something's going on. I feel like he's tricking us, but I don't know how he'd be tricking us. Like, I'm pretty sure that water's bad. Okay. Yeah. Like, (laughs) are you spitting it? Are you like not actually get the vibe? Are you making yourself throw up? Like, what are you all backwash? Yeah. What are you doing? (laughs) I don't know. Uh, Terrible. It almost feels like it's like a race. Because, like, mm-hmm. are they going to figure it out? Are they going to get it open? Are they going to get it shut down? What's going right? to go on? What's going to happen? Um, the book was long and slow. Um, yeah, you said you were having a hard time with it. Yeah, it was a slow, slow read, which sometimes isn't bad. Like, at first, it was okay. Because, like, 
so much information was coming in. And like I said, because you're cutting between the three sisters' point of views, some of it has to kind of overlap. Um, Which Monday, makes sense. And that takes a little longer because yeah, it's a lot like of times, hard and they overlap. Yes, exactly. And like a lot of times Monday's chapters, you're just like, girl, it doesn't matter. Like, yes, we know that uh, they didn't say that literally, but like, let's move on. We right. get it. Um, kind of towards the end, like three quarters in, all of a sudden they like start acting like teenage girls. And it like reverts like a yaw, and it's like, oh my god! Aren't they teenage girls though? They are, but like, so yes, they're they all seventeen. Act like it though. Got it. Oh yeah, because like for a long time you're like, okay, like, and I don't want to say like they're older for their age or whatever, but it it wasn't a yaw book for a long time. Like this is not a book that that like your stereotypical young adult reader is going to like. If you're not going to tell some high school kid, oh my god, you're going to love this book. This is the one. There's no like. They might like it, but you're not going to put it like that. That's where it's like an adult book with the point of view mm. of 17 year olds. Um, but then they start just like fawning over the boy. And oh my God, he said something mean. And does he even like me? Oh and, God. Oh, and it goes Lord. on for so long. And you're like, maybe just talk. And like, she starts like, they're like avoiding him at school. And it's like, I, okay. Like you're an idiot. You shouldn't have trusted him to begin with. Your sisters told you not to trust him and you trusted him. Said and not like, to. Yeah. And like. They start having okay. sex and it's like the first oh, time no. and I'm like, well, you're probably going to get knocked up. I bet that's how this book goes. I'm not going to tell you if she does or not. Um, but you're Good. just like, I don't know. It's just like all of a sudden it took like this weird turn. And like, I huh. see, like I kind of get why it had to. Like, obviously like. Just based on the characters, basically. Yeah. Like it had to at some point. Yeah. I had to like do it and like how it like how the book finished um, and wrapped up which was also kind of confusing because it's like the person oh. is like telling it, but then all of a sudden they're like talking about the future. And I'm like, oh, okay, I must, because I was listening to it. I was like, oh, I must've missed something. And then we jump back yeah. to the present and I was like, oh, oh no, they just jump around. Okay. Yeah. I was like, I don't Got know what's it. happening. Um, Weird. Overall, I'm giving it a three out of five. I think if it hadn't been okay. for like the weird teenage annoying, well, I shouldn't say weird. It got, it was bad and it was so not what the book was like three quarters of the book is not any of this. like the vibe changed yeah and then it changed back but it was just like it was really weird it didn't feel like it was placed well was I, there one author or two just one hmm. yeah so yeah so it was weird um I mean I don't know that I would have rated it like super high even if it hadn't been in there just because it was so so slow and they were giving so much information um, I don't know if like if they're trying to do like an information overload so you wouldn't know where the book was going or what was happening or like really trying to get you fe- to feel for Born, mm-hmm. which you do. Like if you read this book and you are on Team Belsum, so you need to look the in therapy. the mirror. You need to look in the mirror and like reevaluate your life choices. Um, yeah. Because it's very clear. Like I don't care what the right, wrong, scientist yeah. sci- test said. Uh, people weren't dying of cancer and doing things and doggos poppers weren't dying and then belsom came and a year later people were uh cause and effect you know yeah things happen yeah Uh, don't care what lawyers say so no overall three i mean it's been sitting on like my tbr for a really long time because i really like the cover so i'm glad that i read it um i don't know that i would recommend it like read it but don't like prioritize it on your list i get it i think yeah. Okay. Right. But I am more excited. Our next topic is revenge. Dun, dun, dun. I mean, so honestly, like, how do you know a book is revenge, though? Like, 
I just went by like the inside description says revenge is on that list of things that this book is about. So same. Yeah. Was, yeah. Mine was like, this group is out for revenge on something. Was, and I said, it was one of those like list of three things. It was like this, this and revenge. And I was like, okay, perfect. Yeah. Mine sure. was already on my shelf. So uh, <laughs> mine too. <laughs> yeah. Also, I'm hoping it'll be a quicker read. So me too. This one took like three weeks. It was tough. It was yeah. worth it. Like, I'm glad I got through these books. Like, it's a different topic than we usually kind of pick. Like, environmentalism mm-hmm. is not, like, on the top of my list of things to read about. But, like, I kind of might read more. Like, I kind of loved it. Yeah, I did like it. End. Yeah, and I, I learned more things. Like, yeah. I learned I a like, lot. Yeah, drew awareness to a lot more. I just, I think if it hadn't been for the fact that I was going to talk about it on the pod, I would have gave up on the book, like, halfway through. I would have stopped. That's fair. Yeah, but I'd already committed so much time. I didn't have enough time to go find another book and take a gamble on a new book, you know? I would have respected you, though, if you, like, had really tried and had gotten to today and then still only gotten, like, half to three quarters of the way through. Like, I think that says something about a book, too. You know I did mean? have to listen like, to the last 20% here's at why. one and a half speed to finish it. I've been there. <laughs> so, well, but reading it was next better week's than is better for you. Listening. So, yeah, I didn't like the narrator. But, yes, I'm hoping next Fingers episode crossed. is much better. Um, so yeah, everybody come back, listen to that. Super excited. I mean, if you have books Yay. that are like other environmental ones you think we should read, let us know. We're totally literally to anything. Something. We have so many books to use from. I mean, yeah. I mean, you can always add so to many. My, you can always add to our list. We will not be upset. Uh, yeah. But yeah, we'll talk to everyone later. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.